A cheer went up around the minibus, and Mike immediately forgave them for inflicting so much pain upon him. "'Told you not to fall asleep,' John said, taking the empty seat next to the groom-to-be. "'These fuckers are animals!' "'Oh, I must have missed the part where you tried to stop us!' <laughs> Stuart said, immediately followed by a snort that would make a pig blush. Mike wiped his eyes on his sleeve, being careful not to get any of the liquid lava in or even near them. "'How long was I out for?' he said, reaching for another can. "'That was the great thing about stag do's. You could drink until you fell asleep, wake up, and carry on where you left off. The only downside was that, in essence, you were having one final blowout before it all came to a grinding halt. Mike wondered how long it could be before Beth, of "'Will you please marry me, Beth?' fame, started telling him who he could be friends with and who he had to give the brush off. It was only a matter of time, and when that time came, he knew he would do it. "'That's what married life is.' she'd say, and he'd nod like a dutiful dachshund, all the while discarding years of friendship as if it mattered less than a week's toenail growth. "'You've been asleep for an hour,' John said. "'So far you've missed Tony Lighting, the mother of all farts, and Donald mooning a coachload of nuns!' He threw his head back, chuckling like a kid who'd just seen his first dirty magazine. "'You should have seen their faces, dude. Look like they'd never seen a black dude's bar ass before!' "'And why would they?' Mike thought. In fact, that was the last thing they'd probably expected to see on their way to whatever fucking nunnery they called home. Still, John persisted with his story about how one of them had made the sign of the cross and how another had made a finger crucifix as if Donald's ass was a vampire, liable to bite her neck should it get close enough. "'If you hadn't fallen asleep,' John said, licking foam from a freshly cracked beer, "'you'd have seen it, and your balls wouldn't be looking like something from Attack of the Killer Tomatoes!' Mike was tired. The trip had been underway for less than twelve hours, and he was ready to turn around and head back to Birmingham. That was the thing. His days of partying were over. It was time to grow the fuck up and act his age. Thirty-two was nothing, not really, and certainly not to his buddies who saw nothing wrong with dragging alcohol-marinated slappers back to their respective bedsits for one night of instantly forgettable and practically ineffectual lovemaking. Mike had moved on with Beth waved goodbye to his eight-by-eight shed he'd called home, and was now spending his nights talking. Talking about kids, about kids' names, and about who the kids were going to take after. I hope they take after you because you're tall. No. I hope they take after you because you're smart. No, they won't take after either of us because we're not doing that thing we have to do to fucking make kids. Mike had listened to her incessant yapping, replying with the occasional nod. It kept her happy, and saying things like, That's a nice name, and I'm sure it won't hurt. He listened because that's what good men do. But if the truth be told, he wasn't ready for kids, not yet. It had taken him two years to propose and another six months to set a date. Who the fuck was he kidding by pretending he was ready to shoot out a few sprogs? You're thinking about her, aren't you? John said. He sounded disappointed. Snap out of it, man. This is probably the last time she's ever gonna let you go out again. After this, it'll be nights in with mutual foot massages. Before you know it, you'll be reading the babbies a story and getting up five times a night to change shitty nappies. John was right. This was his weekend. His final weekend as a free man. And the last thing he should have been thinking about was Beth. You're right, mate, Mike said. And I really appreciate you putting all this together. 
I don't appreciate you burning off my nutsack. But I know you've put a lot of time and effort into this. He smiled. Just enjoy the ride, John said as he uncapped a hip flask. He handed it to Mike. You're going to have the best weekend of your fucking life. I guarantee it. Taking a long, hard slug from the hip flask, probably should have sniffed it first, though he didn't think they'd go as far as handing him piss to drink. Mike glanced out through the window as a cheer erupted throughout the minibus. They were just passing a large green sign. Pockmarked and weathered, it announced their arrival in that start of what John promised to be the best weekend of your fucking life. Welcome in Amsterdam.